My mom accidentally called 911 on her Apple Watch last night and it sent all of her kids, including me, her location at that time. Did you get it? I'm just now seeing oh, it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Hopefully, <laughs> I know not to put you on my 911 list <laughs> because I'll be dead. Multiple times over, actually, I'll be dead. You won't even know I'm dead until 24 hours later. Everybody else is going to be mourning me and you're just going to be going around your day just like, best day ever. Did you hear Joel's dead? (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to the Proclivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cochran. I'm here with my incredible co-host, Emily Rodella. And today, Emily, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about that all or nothing mindset. Mm. You know who you are. Maybe you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Ignorance (laughs) is bliss. Yet we are going to be talking about that either all in or all out mentality. I'm either doing my workouts five days a week. I'm either perfect with my macros or screw it. I'm completely off the rails. If this is landing with you and resonating with you, stay tuned because of what we're going to be talking about today is first and foremost, understanding where that all or nothing mentality came from. We're also going to be talking about how we can break that mentality, a few tips and tools, and then we're going to teach you about our lever system. And this is going to be well worth your time as learning about the lever system that Emily and I incorporate in many different aspects of our lives. So this is going to be fun. We're glad that you're here. Buckle up. This is going to be the best day you've ever lived. Emily, shall we go? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So first and foremost, Emily, what what I want to dive into is the all or nothing mentality. Can you give us an example of maybe somebody you know, you don't have to say their name, or maybe they can just be a complete avatar that does the all or nothing Uh, has an all or nothing mentality, what does their life look like? And what's the benefits and drawbacks of our all or nothing mentality? Mm -hmm. So often what I see in clients and family members, friends with this all or nothing black or white mindset is, okay, I, you know, the all would be, I'm, I'm devoted. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm going to do the workout program. I'm going to follow or go to class five times a week and I'll make time for it. I'm excited. I'm going to do it. They do, they go to the class five times a week for one or two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe a month. And then all of a sudden travel comes up and then all of a sudden they get sick. All of a sudden they don't have time or they, something with their children or work pops up and they can't go. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, I don't have time for my hour long workout class. I, I I can't go there. So screw it. Might as well not. And then that usually leads into, oh, screw it. I'm not going to have the healthy meal either. And so that's the all. 
And then, right, that leads to the nothing oftentimes of like, well, if I can't do the hour-long CrossFit mm-hmm. class, then I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, again, the screw it, right. or I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. Um, it's not worth it. If I'm not, I can't get the super powerful workout in. The screw it. I like that. Everybody take note on yeah. that. Emily just said the screw it. <laughs> so in short, that's what I see a lot. And because especially I'm, I ask clients like, well, I, I couldn't, I didn't get a workout in. And I'm like, well, did you have like 10 or 15 minutes in your day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what about doing a 10 or 15 minute walk or a little workout in your office or, you know, in your living room? Well, that's not really a workout, right? I don't feel accomplished after I didn't get a sweat on or I wasn't breathing super heavy. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. And then I start asking questions. Well, what is a workout to you? Or what is movement to you? And so we dive deeper, but that's very commonly what I hear. Yeah. Well, and what's the, the the health side effects of an all or nothing mentality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually that leads to it, it's funny because people are like, well, we I got to be all in, right? I've got to. I heard from so and so, or you know, I got to do it all. And well, most people I talk to who are like that they're working out way less overall. When you think of, say, a year span, they're working out like eight, 20% of the time and 80% mm-hmm. they're not. Maybe 50-50 if you're lucky right. from what I've seen. And that leads to sedentary, like just being sedentary, mm-hmm. right? And not only just being sedentary, but then it, it rubs off on other habits and the mentality around it leads to guilt and shame and poor... Uh, self-image and confidence in yourself. And again, it trickles down into all other areas of your life. Mm, mm. I've seen it with a lot. I mean, you and I both with our clients uh, who first initially start with us when they're getting into the proclivity method. The proclivity method is so simple, yet not always easy, that they look at it and they go, this can't be all. This can't because they're coming from such a, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do all the things instead of being able to, mm-hmm. you no, know, can you do the common uncommonly well? I mean, can you do this one thing like really well? It, it, and a lot of people struggle with that and they want to be able to go, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go 75 hard in. Okay. I'm going to be reading 16 books a day. I'm going to do three workouts, one during the day, one at night, okay, one in the middle of the night, right? They're going to have to be 75% of my max heart rate. I mean, just all these things. And here's the thing, you guys. Does Emily, will that create results if somebody goes 75 hard? Sure, short term. <laughs> The long term, it depends what you want, right? Most people, I would imagine, are actually looking for the long term results, the sustainable, like oh, the better body composition. Mm-hmm. You can get that with those fad, you know, pro, uh, challenges. It can kickstart you into healthier habits, yes. But we also have to think about the long term, right? And especially if we're like doing the seventy-five hard, for example, and then we go back to like a quote-unquote normal schedule, you may mentally that may cause some implications of like, well, I'm not doing it enough. Right. And then you lead back to the screw it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's something to definitely pay attention to. And one more thing I'll add on to this is I think a lot of people aren't interested in, in 
or a lot of people are interested in the all or nothing because the all tends to be like a sexy concept and something to talk about. Be like, oh, I'm doing this program. It's super cool and fascinating. Yes. And it's interesting. And I can post about it or whatever or tell people about it. And the stuff that we're going to talk about in terms of, okay, what's in the middle or what's your 50% or 75%, that's, that's not as ex- quote unquote exciting to people. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another place where people struggle with. Which is a perfect lead in. And if you you can, will you read out some of the quotes that we have here? And we have quotes from from very high octane people that you're going to know. And we're going to read these quotes out because it's really important. What we see and what we say helps to create the identity in which we believe in ourselves. So where does some of this all or nothing mentality come from? It's coming from the effects or the surroundings of those around us. That that could be people, that could be sayings, that could be news, media, sports athletes. So Emily, do us a favor. Read through some of the quotes and who they're from. Mm -hmm. So by Babe Ruth. You just can't beat the person who never gives up. Mm. Okay. How about the next one? I love Muhammad Ali. Yeah, this is from him. I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting because they're the only ones that count. Mm. Okay. What about the last one? By Steve Prefontaine. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. And if you're listening right now, you're like, heck yeah, that's right. Yet let's mm-hmm. break this down a little bit. Let's look at these sentences. What are they? What is it actually saying here? Let's start off with Babe Ruth. You just can't beat the person who never gives up. Never gives up. Well, guess what? We're human. So what's going to happen at some point? Something that you do isn't going to work out. And does that mean now I'm beat? I'm less than? I've been beaten? So I can never give up. But if I give up, then what does that bring? Shame? Guilt? Doubt? Uncertainty? Now, don't get me wrong, you guys. These are incredible, high-caliber people who have done incredible things, and they've also had their demons. You can take a look at Muhammad Ali and where he's at. You can take a look at Babe Ruth and where he ended. There was difficulties. There is the, there's always a price to pay. Are we willing to give that price? So let's look at the other one. Muhammad Ali. Love Muhammad Ali. Love Babe Ruth. Love Steve Prefontaine. I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting because they're the only ones that count. Everything before that didn't count until it's absolutely my best. Hmm. We're once again getting to this black and white. Unless it hurts, unless it's all of me, it does not count. So now I'm diminishing anything that I do before that standard. Hmm. 
again, guys, I'm not saying that we shouldn't push. Emily and I have competed in triathlons and ultra marathons and CrossFit competitions, and we've given our 100%. Yet, there is a time and there is a place. And now Mm -hmm. the last one, to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. So if I don't go out and I don't give my 100% each and every time, then I'm sacrificing myself, sacrificing the gift that God has given me. Whoa. This is, can you imagine how that's going to make you feel? Man, that wasn't my best. I'm just wasting my talent. What's mm-hmm. going to happen there? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to start having sentences like this. If these are the sentences you believe, I got to be 100% in and that's right. It doesn't count unless it's burning and, and I'm sweating and I'm hurting. And then you don't do it. And you continue to not do it. You're going to start creating sentences such as, man, I really need to get back on track. Back on track? What track? Life is not linear. Go ahead and try to make life linear and it will be slap you across the face. Yep, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to get my job and then I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to have a husband and a wife and it's just going to be great and then I'm going to get to this point and I'm just going to die in my bed peacefully. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Please, if you've lived a linear life, please send me a message. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> or how about this sentence? Man, I really, <laughs> I've really gone off the rails. I've been, yeah, yeah, man, I, I used to be, and I, at, back in the day, I, hmm, or how about, and I really need to get back on the horse. All of these sentences are saying, I am no longer what I used to be or capable of. And when we create this cycle of I have to give my 100% and then I don't. And so now I'm off the rails or I'm off track. There's two emotions that are going to come in and they're going to bury you each time. And that's guilt and shame. Guilt and shame are going to come. You missed your workout, guilt. You ate the whatever, shame. And when you feel guilt and shame, these are heavy emotions. You feel heavy in your body. You feel tight in your body. You don't feel expansive and open and light. And so what that what does that do? It pushes you down or pushes you away because you don't want to get to the mountaintop to fall down again. And so then we kind of actually stay away. Not kind of. We do stay away from accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish. Because if it's not 100%, it's nothing. And when I fall down that mountain, man, the tumble down of guilt and shame really keeps me at the bottom. And this, you guys, is where the imposter lives. The imposter lives in the valley and always wants you down there. It's black or white. If you do get to the mountaintop and you get to the top, 
you start questioning even when you get up there you get to the top and you start going oh but what if i you know stop eating this way or what if i start gaining some weight or what if i aren't i'm not able to go to the gym anymore the imposter is implanting that because he wants you back down in the valley yeah well what if you do and what if you have this one drink and then you want another and then the next morning when you wake up hungover the imposter goes see you can't stay on track see just like in the past you're gonna fail again come back down to the valley start your tumble down from the, the the top because it's either all or nothing succeed or fail man we are now missing the journey of life we think it's only the destination that's going to be a real tough go so is this is this ringing is this ringing a bell emily <laughs> Yes, 100%. Again, for a lot of people that we work with, <clears throat> and it it's tough sometimes, for, I think, for people to recognize it, that they're in that. Because again, they're like, well, I just got to be better. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. right? And again, that's bringing on the pressure. And it's recognizing, well, where am I at? Because mm -hmm. right? oftentimes I hear a lot of people talk about David Goggins, for mm -hmm. example, which again, great motivator. He's on another level. It's his, that he's devoted to that in his life, mm -hmm. right? And so we got to recognize, hey, where am I at? Especially if you're trying to simply start the habit, it's going to be very difficult to maintain that long term if that's where you're starting with that mentality. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, I often see it lead to like, oh, dang, I'm just failing, and it's it's not an easy place to pick yourself back up from mm -hmm. and start again if we continue to stay in that because it's a loop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Well, and look at David Goggins. How many different divorces does he have? I think he has two or three divorces, multiple, multiple kids from different, different marriages for a reason. If you're out running marathons a day, do you have time to be able to invest into your marriage to your kids no probably not take out the probably you don't <laughs> so there's levers we get to choose to do mm -hmm. that we can pull we don't have to pull so i want you guys to think right now if this is ringing a bell if you're like yeah man i'm really feeling this is resonating the very first thing that we ask any of our clients to do is to get curious about it. If you want to break this all or nothing, if you want to be able to go, yeah, I, I want to be consistent. I want a lifelong consistency in my health, in my happiness, in my relationships. We first need to start asking the question, well, where did this come from? Why do I feel like this is important to me to be all in or all out? What does it say about me? Because I can almost guarantee if we go back in some stories, we're going to end up finding some stuff where you were rewarded for doing great. And that was a great feeling. And these stories can cause us to create certain habits like all or nothing. So 
asking the question and being able to sit down is vital, is vital. Also, when it comes to breaking the all or nothing mentality, is to start learning how to lower the barrier. Instead of 75 days hard, can I do something that's maybe a little less? Maybe even it's just 30 days hard, 10 days hard, or it's just making sure I get eight hours of sleep. Start learning how to lower the barrier to create the consistency in the habit so that it becomes second nature. Another one is to be able to celebrate your wins. Emily, how important is it to celebrate wins? Extremely important. And not only that is to reevaluate what wins are to you, right? Getting eight hours sleep, that's a win if you're, if you've consistently not gotten that, right? Uh, waking up, even though you, you've gotten your eight hours of sleep, but you're like, oh, it's, it's so comfortable in my bed, but you know what? I'm going to get up instead, right? I've gotten my sleep. That's a win, mm-hmm. right? Doing the 10 minute workout versus nothing at all. Huge mm-hmm. win. Taking a five-minute break to go on a walk in the middle of your day, huge win. Without those, we're just going to keep going on being like, oh, I did nothing. I did nothing. Mm -hmm. Find the little wins that are actually the big ones because the little ones add up to the big stuff. That's right. And this is how we start breaking that imposter. When you can start celebrating the smallest things, then instead of being like, I only celebrate when I get to the biggest things, and guess what? Even when you get to the biggest things, most people that I know when they do get to that ultra marathon or marathon and they finish, the first thing they say is, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, my pace could have been better, man. I just really struggled in the halfway point. I didn't, I didn't, uh, hydrate well enough, whatever it is. There isn't this immediate, like, holy crap, I did it. It's like, yeah, I was 230th out of 500. It would have been, it would have been cool to be in the top hundred already. We're not celebrating already and we just worked our tails off to get to that point so now what we're going to teach you guys and now that we understand right this all or nothing where it could be coming from the influences that it that that we have around us that are pushing us towards this like I have to be a hundred percent right we've heard the you know saying a hundred I give a hundred and ten percent okay guys Let's first understand something. You are not special. I love saying that because people are like, whoa, you're like the best day ever, super encouraging guy. And what I mean by that, guys, is that you get 24 hours. Just like I do, just like everyone before us did. The greatest scholars, presidents, minds of the past. You know how many hours they got in a day? 24. You show me the person that got 10% more out of a day, meaning another 10 minutes. No one has. And so what we need to do is we need to learn our hundred percent because at some point we'll get to 24 hours. What have we given within that 24 hours when we're talking about a hundred percent? Because whether or not you are 100% in fitness or 100% nutrition or 100%, you're going to give 100% by the end of the day. 
you're just going to choose in what areas you're giving that percentage. And so that's what we're going to talk today. We're going to talk to you guys about our lever theory. And this is what it, it, it sounds like or what it is, the structure of this is that I want you to imagine again, that you have 24 hours. So you have a hundred percent to give in, in different areas of life, but they all combine to a hundred percent. And so I want you to imagine that you have a fitness lever and on this lever all the way up would be zero, right? You've shut it off all the way down is allowing full energy, full expression of that lever, say my fitness lever, a hundred percent. I'm going to have a hundred percent into my fitness. Well, if we're pulling from say a main grid of 24 hours, then there's actually, I have to push back on a couple other different levers because I can't take all of that energy. So then looking at nutrition or business or relationships or family, I might have to start pressing back vacation and fun and all these different levers that we have in our life. So when I think to myself, I really want fitness is a lever I really want to pull down on. I really want to open up. I also need to think to myself, what lever am I going to decide to push back? Because I need to. Yet what we tend to do is pull one completely down and totally shut off the other. Well, if I'm going to go into fitness, I'm going to, have, I'm going to not be social. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to have sugar. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to totally shut that off. Well, sooner or later, you're going to start missing that. And then if we have one night in which we completely go to 100%, oh, I'm going to have that cheesecake and I'm going to do the extra ice cream and everything else. The next morning, when it's time to get up and, and do your workout and you have a sugar hangover, or maybe you drank too much, what did we just do? We kicked back the, the fitness lever. And if we don't know how to gauge in between 100 and zero, we're just going to shut that thing off. Ah, screw it. I just, I, I won't work out. Or I'm going to get up hungover, feeling like garbage and go back into 100%. What is that going to do to our body? What's going to do to our energy levels? It's going to affect something else throughout the day. You got to hang out with your kids and they want to go to, to the park in the middle, middle of the day and it's all sunny and you already just got done doing a 10 mile run. You think that you're going to have the energy after being hungover from the night before to be able to invest into your kids? No, you're going to push that lever back and you might even push it to zero. No, you take the kids. I need to stay home. Whoa. Is that what you wanted to invest in? So what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys an example today of what that lever system looks like. And we want you to start creating your lever system for each category of your life. And you can you as many categories as you want, but we're going to look at it as we are at no point putting something completely to zero unless we know it is not serving us and we totally need to shut it down. But we're going to look at it as 25%, 50%, 75%, and 100%. And today we're going to use Emily in this example and we're going to go through this. What does it look like in Emily's nutrition when she's at 25%? What does it look like when she's at 
what about fitness? What does fitness look like for Emily when she's at 25% compared to 75%? And she's making these changes in these levers due to the fact that she's in uh, Wyoming or on family vacation and things are going to be different. She's investing and pulling down on the lever of family, which is not normal. A hundred percent with family is Christmas or vacations where I'm with them a hundred percent of the time. That's going to adjust or change anything else. So with that said, you guys are more than welcome to follow along. What you would do is you'd write the title at the top nutrition and you'd put 25, 50, 75, and 100. And then you would write down what your 25% looks like, your 50, your 70, your 100. That way that when you need to adjust it, it's easy to go, cool, I know what my 25% is. So now you already have a plan when you don't have time and you're traveling or things or whatever that you're like, cool, I know what my 25% is for fitness, for nutrition. Does that make sense, Emily? Anything to add on there? Mm-hmm. No. Cool. Let's so let's dive into it then. Let's get into your 25%. We're going to break down in your nutrition first. So give us what your 25% is and, and why it would be at 25% in terms of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this could be like, 25% for the day or for the week, just depending on what's going Correct. on. Correct. Right. But when I think 25% for my nutrition, oftentimes it's, it's in a day, if it's a busier day or really often if it's travel or there's a lot of social events going on. Right. And so if I'm traveling, for example, and I didn't bring, you know, pack the food, I'm going to go with the flow and at a minimum, my 25% is, is that I'm just going to find some source of protein if possible. That's, that's my 25%. Simple. Simple. Can I find some protein? Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about how much it is. This, you know, it doesn't have to be grass fed beef, right? I'm just going to find some source of protein, even if it's at Chick-fil-A and I'm getting, um, the grilled chicken, right? Great. I have that. And then whatever else I can get would be a bonus, but that's my 25% for nutrition. Beautiful. How about 50%? 50%, again, I'm just stacking on for the most part. So protein at every meal if I can. Um, there's likely going to be some eating out, right? This 50% often looks like um, a, a day where there's a bridal shower or there's friends in town or a really f uh, filled up work day and I didn't have uh, dinner prepared or meals prepared. And so sometimes that's eating out doing the best I can with that. Sometimes, in, you know, enjoying myself with that. Sometimes it's having just backup meals and that could be, oh, I go to Grateful Gardens and get a meal. Oh, I have sausages in the fridge or freezer, mm -hmm. right? So simple stuff, but I'm not going to worry that or stress that I don't have a salad or a veggies or the perfectly balanced meal. Mm -hmm. Again, some whole foods, trying to get some protein, trying to get some uh, fiber. So fruits or veggies in there. That's my 50%. 75, so 75%, this would be, I would say I'm most the time in my, in 50 to 75%, which might surprise some of you. You're like, oh, you're the nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you be a hundred percent most of the time? No, I'm actually between the 50 and 75% most of the time. So my 75% is I have mostly planned out meals for the week. I'm eating at home 
every single meal. Maybe there's one meal I'm eating out. And then I sprinkle in things like siete chips or siete tortillas with my meals. But I always have a protein or a veggie or fruit or sorry, protein and a veggie or fruit at every meal. Right. There may be one or two meals where it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot my lunch at the office and I'll have some chopsticks, pumpkin seeds and an apple. Right. But that's still whole food. Right. But again, there, there may be some paleo cookies, some chocolate um, and some little ancillary things like that that's mixed in there. Maybe a meal out. Then you might be curious, like, okay, well, then what's your 100%? My 100% would be like, okay, this is experimentation time is what I call it. This is where I'm like, oh, well, I really want to test this thing out, whether it be, oh, exclude this food, add this thing in, take out the coffee creamer, um, or try this out for my gut, right? And that's where I'm dialed in. I have some guidelines, and it's really – I usually don't test out more than one or two things at a time, so it is still fairly simple. But that could be for a week, two weeks – 30 days. I usually don't go beyond that because for me, I know that 30 days is even a challenge mentally. Mm -hmm. But if it's not an experiment, then, and it's still hundred percent, I'm really paying attention to all whole foods, no refined foods. But again, that's super rare. That might be a day or two out of the week. That's hundred percent. And I love this. You said what you said. Why don't you stay at hundred percent all the time? Because I don't enjoy it. It doesn't fill my cup. <laughs> it's, it's pretty darn hard to be at 100% all the time, even though you are the nutrition coach. Like that is your thing. That is your passion. That is what you do. Mm -hmm. And majority of your life is let, lived in that 50 to 75%. Yep. And, and I'll add one more thing. The 100%, there's, a, again, like we talked about before, there's a time and a place for That's that. Right. So if you have, for example, when I was in my, the thick of my health issues and I was like, someone help me, like I need something, I'm struggling. That's where I was like, let me do whatever I can in the hundred percent area of nutrition to help me feel better. And that was for a period of time. And then I started to heal things in my body. Right. And now that's what allows me to be in that 50 to 75%. So if you have specific health issues, like, oh, I found out I have celiacs. Okay. You have to be hundred percent gluten-free then. Mm -hmm. Right. There may be exposures, but for the most part, right? So that's an example of when you'd want to be 100% in a specific right. area. Right. And the point here, guys, in this nutrition the example is that you can see, Emily, you can fluctuate in a week from 25 to 100%. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that is totally ass backwards then I need to be 100% all the time. Because if we're 100% all the time, yeah, like well, Emily said, she doesn't like it. If you don't like something, you can go ahead and keep going, but willpower has an expiration date. We can only go so long with willpower before it expires. And so being able to recognize that at some point, willpower will fail. And this is why we stay in the 50 to 75%, because what do we create in the 58 to 75%? habits. We create habits in the 50 to 75%. Now it takes away willpower when you are doing a habit. Now we no longer are relying on willpower. So what can we do without willpower? We can take it and put it somewhere else. Cool. 
I've gotten my nutrition to 50 to 75% and there's habits in there that are dialed in. Great. Now where can I take my willpower into the next? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's self-improvement. I can take some willpower and put it in there. But if I'm still fighting willpower and nutrition, I'm not going to have willpower for change somewhere else. That's why it's so difficult at first for people when they join the proclivity method and we're working on self-development, mindset, dialects. It's a struggle for them. This is also why we lower it in terms of the nutrition that we're showing these very simple habits because we know you need actually more willpower in the self-development side, in the mental side. We need to channel that willpower over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's nutrition. Can you give us an example of a movement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So movement, the 25%. This is going to be a day where either for whatever reason we're traveling, I don't have, I don't have time or I didn't make time. I was, I'm sick, so I slept in. Or things popped up with my kid. Oh, my, my son was sick. I had to pick him up from daycare while I was going to go do my workout, right? That kind of thing. So the 25% for me looks like playing with my toddler and making it challenging, right? So if I'm going to be with him. Okay, I'll throw in some uh, lunges or planks or jump up and down with him or go on a walk with him if possible, right? Maybe, and then if nothing else, I'll go and be like, hey, to my husband, Casey, can I'm going to go in the garage for five minutes. I'm going to ride the bike for five minutes right before dinner. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Something. My 50% is going to be something like a 10 or 15 minute dumbbell workout or body weight workout. Mm-hmm. This is if, again, if I'm shorter on time and I have other things filling up my day, that's fine. That happens several days a week. I'll do a dumbbell workout in my garage at home right when I wake up or right when I get home before my son comes home or in the middle of the day at the office, right? So 10 to 15 minutes, body weight or dumbbell workout. Boom. Most people can do that every single day. That's 50%. 75%. This is where I live for, I would say, three to four days out of the week. Um, I either run the dogs in the morning, that's two to four miles, or I do a 25 or 20 to 25 minute workout. And that's very similar to those 10 or 15 minute dumbbell workouts or body weight workouts, but I should do a little bit more, right? A little bit longer, or I do a little bit heavier or some, some strength in there mixed with some cardio. And again, that's, that's where I live a majority of the time. My hundred percent would be going to a class like, right? The hour long Pilates, CrossFit, spin, whatever class, and maybe even throwing in a walk or a run too, mm-hmm. right? That would be hundred percent. And I, I used to live here six or seven days out of the week before I had a child. (laughs) But again, that was really tough on my body and time, right? I devoted a lot of my time towards movement then. But now I have more time into my work bucket. I have more time into my family. And so that's maybe one or two days a week, maybe, right? So that would be my 100%. And even... um, Sometimes it's, it's that hundred percent is like, oh, I got a 30 minute workout in. Cool. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not probably what a lot of people expect. I've talked to a lot of clients where I'm like, Hey, FYI, I don't do CrossFit every single day. That's like a couple times a month, maybe like an hour long CrossFit session. Mm -hmm. Right. It's most of the time it's that 50 to 75% again, even in the movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And is the 50 to 75% very challenging for you and to be able to like get going and doing it? No, most of the time, no, because I know I'm like, hey, I feel great afterwards. I know for other people that can be challenging. And there are times where I'm like, oh, the first two to five minutes is the hardest. And I know once I get going, it, it's much easier. And I don't put that pressure on myself of like, oh, I have to be 100% energetic in this workout. Like, you know, baseline every day. It's no, I just move my body. If I'm feeling great, then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go heavier with the weight or I'm going to go faster on this run. That's right. Great. But if I'm, if I'm feeling lethargic, then I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I take that pressure off. And our point here, guys, with this lever system and what Emily's talking about is that when she's at 25% in movement, say, Emily, you're at 20, give an example of like you're at 25% uh, movement and 50% nutrition. What is something that you might be pulling the lever down at, you know, 75 or 100% that would cause you to push back movement to 50 and, and 25%? Yeah. So time with my family is a big one. I value my family time a lot. So I will spend time with my, my toddler over a lot of other things, or I will spend a little extra time at work to get something done um, instead of going home early Sunday, some days. Um, and so usually it's time with my family. It's health. Maybe it's just preparing food or going to the grocery store, right? Preemptively. Mm-hmm. And then that's taking up time for other things too. Yes. Yes. For me, it's, I don't have a family at at this point, so it's work, right? I have multiple businesses. Uh, I I travel often, present, so on and so forth. And so when I get back from, I just traveled to Portland uh, for uh, a CrossFit affiliate summit, and I was tired, right? I ended up staying up late and talking CrossFit with a a lot of OGs and I slept four and a half hours. So what did I do? I pulled down the lever of opportunity with work and relationships and I pushed back sleep. So what did that look like? It looked like four and a half hours of sleep, right? And so then later I looked to be able to take a nap. Did I work out? Nope. I didn't work out. I made sure that when I was with my nephew, I played with him. So I was I was very physical. I was running and crawling and so on and so forth. I found my 25%. And so wherever you may be at, maybe it's a lot of work and a lot of family. And this is one of the reasons where you're like, oh man, it's so hard to be able to do nutrition and movement. Great. Get really good at your 25%. Like mm-hmm. so good at 25%, it becomes a literally second nature habit that you are walking daily, that you're, you're always looking for the opportunity to walk more. Ooh, I'll park farther away. Ooh, I'll take the stairs. You're finding mm-hmm. those opportunities to be able to walk. And great. And now what happens if you get really good at that 25%? It becomes a habit. So then maybe when the kids start getting older, and you don't have to be with them all the time, that you're like, oh, can I sneak away for her? Like a 15-minute dumbbell workout? I can? At this time, almost every day? Okay, cool. Now my 50%. And I get that until it's just dialed in. Great. I've gotten really good at that. 
And then if it switches and the kids need your help again, something switches, right? Summer, right? And the, and the kids are, need your attention. Oh, I'm going to push it back to 25%, which is me playing with my kids and walks. And I can switch that same lever with nutrition and with my family and with work and with relationships and with traveling and with play and with fun. If I'm pulling hard on the fun lever, you best believe I'm pushing back on some of the other levers. Okay. If I'm going full fun, hundred percent fun, I'm, I'm not going to be sitting there and counting my celery sticks, making sure I'm at my hundred percent macros or that I'm avoiding all of these certain foods that I, Hey, I'm at hundred percent and I'm going to enjoy that hundred percent. That doesn't mean that when that hundred percent pushes back that I then pull down again on nutrition. I'm not shutting one off or the other. I'm just pushing back a little bit. So we've now covered a lot. And if you took the opportunity to, to write down your levers, great. If you haven't yet, do it. Trust us. It gives you a blueprint to be able to go, okay, then I'll do that. Because most people either have 100% or zero. There, there isn't too many reps in between. So start creating your mm -hmm. list. Emily, anything else to touch on this subject before we give the, the top th three things to do here? Uh, have trust in the process. Give it a try. Again, I, oh, the biggest feedback I get is like, well, it just feels like I didn't do anything. It's not enough try the 25 or 50%, see how you feel afterwards. Again, better, something's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find the gray area, guys. Again, life is, is not linear. It's not black and white. All right. It's, it's a area of gray and not in like a sad, dreary, like <laughs> your way, but in a way that, yeah, I can allow things to flow. Life is not a grind. It is a flow. So let's talk about the top three things for you guys to do. Take from this podcast. First and foremost, I want you to understand your why. Why do you feel that you have to be 100%? Ask that question. Just start with that. Why do I feel like I need to be at 100%? Or why am I all or nothing? Then answer, literally answer the question. Because what most of you guys do is say, oh, I'm an all or nothing. That's a statement. A statement plants a flag. A flag makes an identity. Is that the identity that you want, all or nothing? If not, ask the question. Get curious. Questions pull. Statements press. Then when you find out what that is, you can start going, oh, I can understand where this is coming from. Then what we want you to do is we want you to start lowering the barrier so that you can start celebrating the wins, the 25%, the 50%, the 75, and even the hundred. But regardless of where you're at, 25, 50, 75, or hundred, you celebrate the same way. Heck yeah, I got that walk in. I did it last night, right? I initially had a 75% for exercise. I woke up so fatigued. I took 30 more minutes, which means that that pushed back that exercise lever. I pull, pull down more on the recovery lever. I pushed back on the exercise lever. So I went from a 75 to a 25. 
And so at the end of the night, I took a walk nice and slow, watched the sunset, got some sun in my eyes, got an additional 3000 steps. And I was like, good job, Joel. That was awesome. That was awesome. Learn to celebrate your wins, regardless of where you're at. And then lastly, learn your levers. Literally sit down, write out your levers for all situation scenarios. What is my going out lever? Okay, what's 100%? I'm going out full out. You guys don't want to see my 100% going out lever because there <laughs> is no limitations. It's, you know what? Why don't we actually get on a plane? We'll fly down to that restaurant in San Diego and we'll watch the sunset. That's my 100% lever. So giddy on up. I carry a $1,000 gift card in my back pocket for, to Southwest just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It does sound fun. So if there's any single ladies out there that want to jump on a plane with a random guy to San Diego, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> but learn your levers. Learn what those levers are in many different areas. It gives you a direction so that you know, like, man, I really decided to sleep in, push back that exercise lever, but here's my 25%. Got it. Even with our kids. Okay, with my kids, what's my 100%? What's my 25%? Hey, my 25% is that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to, at the end of the night, take 15 minutes to read a story, be fully present with them, listen to them, love them, rub their chest until they fall asleep. If that's what it is and you didn't do anything else throughout the day, that's your 25%, you're going to get real good at that. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Emily? Uh, I recommend, yeah, find where your biggest struggles are in terms of the categories of levers. Where do you find yourself being 100% or 75%, but you, you're you like, man, I really want more of this other lever. Figure out where those are when you're writing these down. And when, when we talk about like understand why, not just why am I all or nothing, but also why do I want to do these things too? Like where do I, you know, what's the reason behind this and why I'm doing it? Answer those questions as well. Love it. That'll help you out. Love it. All right, you guys. There it is. If you have any questions or you need help at all, feel free to reach out. Head on over to www.proclivity.co. You can book a free clarity call, coaching call. What happens there is that you first fill out an initial form, then you talk to Emily, then you talk to me. We really decide whether we're a good fit for you. If you just have questions in general, head on over to our Instagram page. You can send us a direct message. Our Instagram handle is proclivity.co. We're here to help. All right, you guys. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for coming and listening to us. It means the world to us truly. If you like what you're listening to, leave us a review. We would love that. We would love that. All right, guys. Until next week for episode 118, we hope that you have the best day the ever. Freaking best day ever. Let's go. Emily. Mm -hmm. You had two choices. 
you could either be fully tattooed up or no tattoos at all. Like caught to collarbone, right? We're going to keep it professional. Okay. Collarbone into, you know, to the wrist bone. But everywhere else. You either be fully tatted all the way down to the ankles, okay? Butt cheeks, okay? All the, all the nooks and crannies or no tattoos at all. None at all. None at all. Yeah, it's funny. I know my husband would say the opposite. A thousand percent. We've talked. We've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could be. He he would completely be tatted up. He would be completely tatted up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you? I would assume you're. It'd be oh, no. tatted all night. <laughs> fully it tatted on my face. <laughs> would be the best. <laughs> no. Yeah, I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get a tattoo. Uh, or. I haven't gotten a tattoo. Doesn't mean I wouldn't get a tattoo, but I wouldn't do my entire body in tattoos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love tattoos. Like I really like Casey's tattoos. I like your tattoo. Mm-hmm. I like many other tattoos. But when it comes to me, I'm like, yeah, it's not. I get it. Not, not not my jam. Get it. Not my jam. Yeah. It's okay. You guys, if you got to this point, and you want to. <laughs> Tell us what you would pick. Put it in a review. Say something nice about the podcast, about Emily, about me, about us both, <laughs> if you'd like. Or you don't have to. Just answer the question. If you do and you're the first one to leave a review, take a screenshot, send it to us on Instagram at proclivity.co, or you can email it to us at emily emily uh at proclivity.com. At proclivity.com. Oh, I wanted to say dot for some reason. Like Emily Dot. No, it's not that. It's not that Joel Spring. <laughs> or Joel at proclivity.co. And we'll send you a free box element. Mm-hmm. Are we are we bribing people to leave us? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. It's fine. Well, we're okay with it. <laughs> Bonus points if you share our podcast on social media or just text it to a friend. We'll give you a personal video from Emily and I. Mm. more bribing mm-hmm. we're not we're not below bribing you guys or above which one would it be i i don't, I don't know. know either i asked the wrong person that question now you confuse me <laughs> i asked the wrong person that question we're not above, it. Anywho, we're not yeah, above i think we're above it no we're not above it we're not above we're trying not. to bribe you but we're below ask. I don't know. Anywho. Okay, guys. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye.